Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I think we were talking about this before. They did a in Germany. It's it's a it's a doc. It's like a film about Hitler, um, starting it when he got to that bunker, mm-hmm. um, and his last his last few months and stuff. Great film. I watched it. It's on Netflix. Um, it's subtitled. It's all in German. Um, really good. And I thought oh, the fuck guy, that shit. I don't read. Right. I thought <laughs> the guy who played Hitler did a great job. You know, you could see how he wasn't doing well. You know, mentally or physically. Um, And a lot of people complained about that movie and it was so stupid because it showed Hitler with his dog. And it's it's well documented that he loved his dog Mm. like most men love their dog when they have one. So it's on petting. It's like you're humanizing Hitler. And I'm like, he's a human being like Hitler was a horrible, horrible human being. But right. he was a human being. Right. You can't you can't take him out of the species just because you didn't like what he did. Yeah. You know, that's like saying, um, well, Gandhi's not a human being because he did too much good. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. And I always hated that, like, because and this is kind of I guess I'm on a soapbox a little bit, but I was talking to someone about it. And I, I don't like when people do that because humanity is beautiful and it's negative and it's positive. And if you take all the negative away, you're watering down the positive. You know, if if you say that bad stuff never happened by a real human being, then that that gives he, human beings no substance at all. True. You know, true. it's just I don't know. I like my species. What you what you want? What you what you want? Arizona with them sexy legs, Adam, the motherfucking Riley. You know, I wear pants just to give everyone else a chance. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, because, you know, you can't just sit there and go, oh, check it out, bitch. From from the second second Cheech and Chong movie, 
one of my favorite parts of both of those movies was when they were doing the fake interview where he, they were just too cool, like they were big time stars, and they go, they go, oh, Cheech, we we know that we noticed that you you cut up your face with all these scars to make yourself look uglier, but it just made you look prettier. And he's like, What are you gonna do? What are you gonna-? I was like, This motherfucker, like, shit was so funny. Dude. <laughs> Oh man, I know because it's like that's why we did one video podcast, one video show of the Lazy Geeks, and just realized the internet couldn't take us together. So we had to just stick to we just had to stick to podcasts, and also kind of a train wreck too. To be honest, no, it wasn't that bad. But no, you, you look at it and you're thinking, yeah, I see it, I see it, I see it, yeah. <laughs> Let's go record a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what, you, that's what we saw. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, October, you guys probably heard uh, the, the most recent podcast was um, <laughs> uh, 124.1. I took that away from the uh, Villains Month. Uh, I did the .1 issue. Or did, or Marvel, wherever all their .1 issues yeah. uh, was our uh, – very first podcast, and it was kind of funny too, because you know when I did the the bumper for it, the you know explaining why I was doing it, I I was re-listening to the podcast, and then I was matching it up with what I had heard on the previous one. I'm like, damn, the audio quality is so much better now, and just like everything that was done and the way it just sounded, I was like, oh god, it's changed, but yet it hasn't. It's uh, still the same bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still the same bullshit, but it just uh, – even though it, it sounds a lot more haphazard, it really is more re- defined now than it than it ever was. Well, see, the problem was when we first came at it, we overplanned it. <laughs> like it was it was to the point – and I remember we, we had a conversation, and, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but this was more Steve's fault. Because Steve's a very organized cat. He likes it. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to be I'm negative. Not, I'm not trying to be negative, but it was your fault. <laughs> I'm not trying to be negative, but you're a fucking piece of shit. No, <laughs> this was Steve's because Steve's very organized. You know, he plans things. Like I'm not. I just fall into something, do it, and leave. So, which is sometimes you can tell. Yeah. So we've planned, or what we what we decided. I think like in the kind of in the beginning of the second year, was it? When we first started getting a real good traction, yeah, was to combine my end of the spectrum with your end of the spectrum and meet in the middle, so we're we're organized, but we're more relaxed about it. Because yeah. I remember, I remember when we were first doing it. I told I told Steve like, see, I'm not having any fun, man. Like it's like we have this amount of time to do this, and this. I'm like, nah, man, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> and the funny thing was, it stressed you out the most. Because you got you started getting all stressed out with the fucking podcast. Well, because a lot of times we were getting. Well, also too we. I think now now we can find out we we know when it's going too long, or when it isn't. Because part of the problem was is that when we recorded the podcast, it was literally like two hours, mm-hmm. or a little over two hours, and I edited it down to like an hour and a half. I know I know when it's going too long because you say it's. Going too long. long. Yeah. <laughs> then I look at the clock and go, oh, yeah, it's too long. But even on a particular s- subject, like we could 
keep going and going and going. And that and was that's that was my fault. See here, he, now we're playing into what I was fucking up on. You start talking about something that I was interested in, it'd be fucking forty minutes of me just rambling on about it. Steve but, trying to cleverly get me to shut up, and I just <laughs> kept going. Finally, just taking a wrench, hitting him in the head with it, and going next story. But I, but yeah, I mean that's part of figuring it out, you know, because I didn't really know how how much to plan and how well we were going because yeah. we never tr- really tried like a sample one before the first podcast was our sample you know to see how it sounded and everything like that and th- to be honest it was one of those where it was just like we didn't really know how it was going to sound how much we had to plan how much we were going to riff i mean you know now we we kind of know like we go okay you know when we do the like if if you compared our show notes to now because i found the old show note for that podcast i'm gonna send that to you but it's it's trippy because it was like heavily detailed and i'm like going fuck and then like sometimes like adam didn't have anything so it was just like what adam was supposed to do somewhere fits in here you know and it was like heavily detailed and then i look at the show notes now and it's just like one line link one line link one line link you know we when we have so much in the round table we're like okay well we have to cut this we'll have to cut something in the round table because we have like five topics to talk about and two of them are going to, we know we're going to be long. So we start to cut there. And so we can do, well, we realize where our strengths are so we can cut early on. And I think that's, I think that comes from, you know, doing this enough to where we can go, Oh yeah, this is going <laughs> to, we can't do both of those. Cause then we won't have time for anything else in the show or have that set aside as its own podcast. Because oh, we used to, we used to get in, um, into arguments too and and a lot and i a lot of it was just because we approach projects differently and now that we've been working together for so long we can we kind of naturally embrace the differences you know we do we i mean we're completely different in how we approach projects like like i said he's very organized and he has everything together and i'm a hot fucking mess you know (laughs) so but there's strengths and weaknesses in both ways of doing it you know, and if, if you can find a happy medium and everything works out. But yeah, I remember in the beginning, there was so many times that you'd be like, oh, so did you do? I'm like, what thing? Like that thing. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Looking like a jerk, you know. Yeah. Well, because like half the time, Adam would always throw out, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put that up there and I'm going to do this. He'd say it in the show and then never happened. And then it was just like, oh, it that's. Was, it wasn't. The sad thing was, and I think the, the reason Steve didn't kill me was it wasn't that i was like i'm not doing that shit fuck that it was just i would legitimately forget because i forget everything because you because i knew adam got caught up in the moment so he would say oh yeah i'm gonna put that up there and then like after the show was done we'd be like uh okay time to go you know (laughs) so but you know it's just listening to that old one but that was the other thing though that like there was so much of it that i was like going oh my god that's that it sounds funny thinking of it now because like some of the topics we talked about was um the super uh they're going to do the post 3d conversion on all six star wars movies which only turned out to be one and that was it uh, Zack snyder just being announced to direct superman and so it, it's just it was it's funny with with all of that and listening to that but the one thing that i really take away from that was the fucking douchebags of the week 
Like the oh, one, we had a long one back we, in the day. We yeah. did like three and then a main one. Yeah, we did a three and like just some of the random articles that we had found online was just hilarious. And some, I mean, just like it, it, it cracked me up. It cracked me up a lot just listening to those. Especially like there were two of yours that I liked was the um, you probably uh, you might not remember, but the the one chick that was like. I think like Miss Nebraska or Arkansas or something like that, and she went crazy on some dude in a gas station. Um, oh, and then, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, and then the meth head that in um, that Sad one's Mateo. the only one. That's the only one I remember without someone needing to remind me. Yeah, is the meth head in in the fucking in the junkyard or something? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And I think the whole time I read that shit, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on?" We were all. I remember like we're cracking up, and it's still when I I listen to that, it still cracks me up. Like I heard it the first time. It's just it's. Oh, funny! Yeah. I need to listen. I need to listen to that first podcast again. Uh, it was, it's it was funny, and then the the different the different song that we used only for that one. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, we did have a different song. Yeah, I don't remember. We used to do skits back then, which were <laughs> just horror. I did the Twelve Days of <laughs> the was it Days of Christmas? The Twelve Days of Christmas, oh, the... and I and I sung sorta. <laughs> I know. I had to. I remember you recording that. I had to leave the room because you're like, I can't do it with you here. Oh my god, that was uh, just painful. I think my favorite skit we ever did was when we were standing in line for something. Oh. I think it was for for like StarCraft two or something or something like that. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was either StarCraft or like World of Warcraft. No, yeah, it was um, Cataclysm. Oh yeah. <laughs> And like, one and some wrote it and everything, and I had the sa- the sound effects for it. I remember that one. I thought it was a good skit. It was a good skit. I liked that one. Uh, it, but yeah, you know, it was just uh, and Steve it, Steve teaching me how to write a skit because I'm like I'm like yeah I'm gonna do the and you're like that makes no sense. But it's just it's funny too, you know, like we going back and looking at all that and going. God, where we got to this point to like, where now it's just like we can do the show notes like, or, or well, yeah, even I've done them like five minutes before we're supposed to get on Skype. You know, all of a sudden it's like all the show notes are done, no real planning. We're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna talk about this. Uh, I oh, I got a story. I'll tell you in the show. You know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just kind of funny where you look back on that. But on another note. I got the complete Dark Knight Returns on Blu-ray. Yes. For those of you that don't know, um, you guys remember probably late last year, early this year, they did the Dark Knight Returns in a two-part DVD Blu-ray set. Then later this year, they were going to put them together and make it into one seamless film. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I actually enjoyed it more as one complete film. Um, I, I mean, the way it ended the first time was, you know, where the whole mutant thing, it ended that bit and then you had, um, the Joker tease and then it comes back with Superman and the Joker after that. I actually liked it better as a full film. I still not quite used to Peter Weller as Bruce Wayne Batman, but I, I think I liked the film better as a complete piece, at least for me anyway. I know you had a problem with the artwork for... But that goes back to the graphic novel. Yeah, 
it was more elitism on my like I I'm very attached to that character, and and whenever it's a way I don't think it should be, I kind of go now nah, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? But I know in the in the back of my head that I it's you can't be that way. You can't be a fanboy about it. Like I mean, you can. <laughs> but you nope, know, it's you gonna just, stop you. But... Yeah, you just end up looking like a fucking idiot, you know. <laughs> just everybody's gonna be like, "Fucking douchebag." Yeah, a lot of fucking piece of shit. This is a real piece of work, motherfucker <laughs> over here. Uh, so what's up with the two DS, dude? Not a whole fucking lot. Sorry, I'm yawning a little bit. Um, so I got I got my hands on a two DS uh, on launch day. Um, for for like 15 minutes, which is why I put in the show notes 2DS first impressions, not a review. <laughs> um, but being that the software the software is the same, plays the same games, you know, um, so that that didn't change. So if you dug that, that's that's good. Um, basically, what they did is they took away the clamshell design and switched back to a candy bar design, which is basically it's just a fixed machine, kind of like the uh, the Vita is or the original Game Boy. Um, which is – it would be okay if it wasn't a fucking square <laughs> because it's not – like the old Game Boy or even the Vita is a rectangle. So you can yeah. fit it in your pocket in theory. I, I wouldn't want to put something as expensive as a Vita in my pocket, but you can if you want. Unless I was um, putting it next to my dick. Boom. Then it looks small in comparison. <laughs> so anyway uh, – <laughs> So this the thing is is that it kind of defeats the purpose of being a portable device. Um, Nintendo's claim to fame with this device is that it's cheaper. They're trying to make a cheaper thing by taking away the 3D, which no one wanted anyway. Well, they wanted, but then once it made everyone throw up, they didn't want it anymore. <laughs> um, taking away the 3D, um, taking away the hinges and all that. And basically it's $129.99, and the normal 3DS is $169.99. So I don't really feel... I think if it was ninety nine ninety nine, it would feel a little bit better, because then you're saving seventy bucks, but you're only yeah. saving thirty, like thirty. But what is it? Thirty, forty bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're only saving forty bucks, and for forty bucks more, you get a superior machine because just the clamshell alone, you can put it in your pocket. You're not scratching the screen, and then three of these fucking things were returned for the same exact damn thing. Which was the touchscreen didn't work and the um, joystick didn't work. So there's some kind of defect in at least the batch that we got at my shop. Well, that's, you know, I mean, that's why you never buy shit on launch day. Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course, but it's, it's just. Oh, God, I get itch on my arm. Damn body hair. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's, I don't know. I just think it's, it's not a horrible device, but it's. <laughs> In comparison to what was already there, it's useless. It's, there's like no a, point. It, it looks like a fucking door wedge. I know. It's I just know. I, the, the, it, the, feel, it feels like a door wedge too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like to me, it's it, it was a I, to me. I think it's a flawed design. I don't really see it as being something that's gonna be. Um, I I, I think it's a big mistake on Nintendo's part. But again, when when haven't things been lately? Exactly. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being a little too picky about it, but I doubt it. You're, you're not being picky. You're being real. <laughs> being real. Being real. Got to keep it real. Got to keep it real when I keep it real. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. So what's this shit about you and a 
possible Chromebook? This is a situation. I'm a cheap motherfucker, right? <laughs> and I like to try to get things done as cheaply as possible. Um, example of this is my daughter's computer was a $50 computer that someone had in their garage for a year. And <laughs> that shit's working clean as shit now. So knowledge is power, basically, is what I'm saying. So um, we've always had Chromebooks at my shop, but they just set up – the display is pretty, like it's real nice, like it's this big wooden like thing, and it caught my eye. So I kind of was like, let me check out these Chromebooks real quick. So I looked at them, you know, I already know that they're pretty simple, like you know how it works. And I was looking online, and I'm seeing that people have successfully gotten, um, you know, full full runs of Linux on it. And I'm like, okay, well that kind of changes the game because that's a full operating system. You know, that's increasing the capabilities a lot. You know, and it's a small design. I I always like I like the design of the Chromebooks. They're very small, very light. Um, so I'm like, okay, well let's check this out. And I'm kind of thinking about it. You know, just to have something small, like to kick around the house. I mean, two hundred two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks. I mean, come on. But then I'm also like, yeah, but I could easily go up to three hundred and get a ten inch Nexus. You know, but right. then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's it's just, I do this every time. Like, when I want something new, I'm back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Especially since I bought a Windows phone, I'm really fucking cautious now because <laughs> I made a huge mistake with that phone. So, like, Chromebooks are cool, but I need to look more into how Linux really works on it. Like, I need to watch some demos and shit because if I can get full, like, I don't know, Ubuntu on it, whatever... Just something, some simple Linux. That's pretty dope, dude. You know, but I mean, it's not going to be playing. I'm not even playing Battlefield Three on the damn thing anytime soon. But it, it will be, you know, something that I can do website stuff on or, you know, bullshit. Because the two hundred fifty dollar Chromebook is still better than the three hundred dollar Toshiba you can buy, right? You know, or whatever HP or the piece of shit computers. You know, but then I'm sitting there. Well, I can go up another hundred dollars, and I can get the. Oh my god, damn it! You know, like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, because at the that that incremental, you're like, well, it's, it's just an extra hundred bucks, but yeah. you're not looking at the whole price of it. It's like it just went from three hundred to four hundred or whatever. Yeah, uh, and then I'm looking. I'm looking around since I run Linux. See, back in the day, you could buy a computer with with no OS, and you would save like a hundred bucks because you didn't have to pay the Windows tax. Mm. But they don't really do that anymore. So it kind of annoys me. Like, I just want to buy a computer with no operating system. I don't want an operating system because it's going to come with Windows and I'm going to immediately take it off. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like a waste of my money because if you don't know, when you buy a computer, a portion of that is going to Microsoft. And they deserve it. Their operating system's on it. You know, I, it's, I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I mean, their product is there. But it's – I don't want it. Like, I don't want to – it's like I'm buying – I'm being forced to buy something I don't want. Yeah. I don't even want the Windows sticker to be on that fucking computer because that's probably an extra 50 cents. <laughs> I still remember when Adam was all gung-ho about that Windows phone. I was like, dude, just get the – oh, no, man. I want to get the Windows phone. It's going to be sick. It's going to be – oh, my I don't God. Even know, I don't even know where my fucking head was. I don't know. I was like, dude, just get the uh, just get the 3S, the S3. Like, nah, I get the Windows phone. It's going to be fucking First badass. Phone. First of all, how many packs a day did I smoke back then? Because my voice doesn't sound like that. <laughs> my voice is smooth and silky. 
All right. They call me butter on the streets. <laughs> wow. <A swoop> <laughs> no. Um, cause I can stick them like butter. <laughs> but honestly, like I was, I was talking about that windows phone. I was like, you know, I'm upset that I got it, but I, I'm, I don't regret it because you have to fuck up like that sometimes. Yeah. Cause it kind of puts it brings you back down to earth. Like, fuck, <laughs> I really need to pay attention to what I do and not just willy nilly jump into shit, you know? Right. <laughs> so I'm still thinking about phones because I, I, I was set first. I wanted the, the note. But then I, I don't like how apps – my friend has it. And apps look all stretched out and shitty because the screen's so big. Yeah, because they're like, still oh. designed for just the smaller phones. Yeah, and I'm like, well, do I really need a screen that big, blah, blah, blah. And, and it started – it went to the S4. And then I, w- then I hear that Nexus is um, – the Nexus 5, um, the rumor is that it's going to support LTE. So Verizon will be able to use it. So then I'm like, fuck. You know, what, what am I really going to – because I love the Nexus line. you know So – if the Nexus supports LTE and it's out around the time that I need a phone because I ain't waiting for shit, I'll uh, I'll get the Nexus. Three hundred bucks and it's completely unlocked. I can do whatever I want. I mean that's the shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come back to that at the beginning of the year when Adam is gone. Okay, so I gotta decide. <laughs> All right. So it's time. I think it's time we head into some news. So, in movie and television news this week, more in television than anything, uh, we've been talking a lot this last week about the missing episodes of classic Doctor Who. Well, we finally have confirmation as to what was found in a vault in Ethiopia. Sadly, it wasn't all the remaining Doctor Who episodes that the Mirror originally reported, but there is still something. It all um, evolved around the second Doctor, Patrick Troughton. The BBC confirmed that two of Troughton's stories, uh, The Enemy of the World and The Web of Fear, have been recovered um, and was from the fifth season of the series. However, most uh, of the web series, uh, The Web of Fear, sorry, has been recovered as part three is still missing. They found a total of nine episodes. This brings Troughton's missing episode number from 62 to 53 and the overall total falls below 100 to 97 bbc knows how to do it because you can now download these stories right now on itunes for 9.99 each uh i think it's very cool that they managed to find some more classic who episodes given that it's been a few decades since the last stuff was found uh this should prove a provide a glimmer of hope that maybe there will be a day when you can see all the classic doctor who episodes what a wonderful future that would be, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, in a wonderful world for me. Here at the Lazy Geeks, we're always willing to share some Jennifer Lawrence news with you all. And that picture, though. Go to thelazygeeks.com. And the tag picture for the... Like, that's the only reason I put this article. I really could give a shit about what's going on with, with this movie. <laughs> Be completely honest, like that picture was just like, Burr. anyway. Just two weeks ago, it was announced that I spelled that wrong. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I, I think I was typing a little too fast, but T A H T, the hat. Uh, Lawrence and Hunger Games director Gary Ross would come together once again for the film adaptation of East of Eden. It doesn't stop there, though. Damn it. With a more recent announcement of the two working together on yet another project titled Burial Rights. Lionsgate is currently in talks to produce the film. 
which makes sense since they produce Hunger Games as well. Burial, Burial Rights, quote, tells the story tells the story of a young woman accused of murder in Iceland in 1829 and who faces becoming the last woman to be publicly executed there. So it's interesting to someone. <laughs> there isn't much more in the way of details quite yet, but we'll keep you posted. And we probably won't um, because, I mean, that's it's an Icelandic woman who gets offed. You know, it's really what it is. But uh, that picture, though, seriously. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, the, the main reason, too, is is Jennifer Lawrence, apart from being very pretty, um, she's a really good actress. Like, I like to see her doing different shit, you know, and um, she seems to be doing some really serious roles. Not that The Hunger Games wasn't serious, but let's be honest, it was like a teen book when it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't fucking Titanic, you know? <laughs> so um, it's, it's nice to see that she's... Uh, you know, branching out. Yeah, it's going to say expanded. While many of us are focusing on the upcoming release of Microsoft's Xbox One, there are a slew of people that are looking to grab their first Xbox 360. This makes perfect sense from a sta- uh, price standpoint, given that many people don't even have that much throwaway cash to make that sort of commitment. Nevertheless, Microsoft knows there are a few of those people out there looking to grab their first, second, or even their third uh, Xbox. Uh, to be honest, they don't really you don't really need the new one for at least three more years if you believe Microsoft. This holiday season may be your chance. Starting Sunday, October 13th, Microsoft will be offering their holiday bundles 2013 in U.S. retailers. Consumers can get up to $50 off each bundle between October 13th and January 14th, uh, 2014. Microsoft has offered these holiday bundles before, but the Xbox One is coming out in in the mid-next month, so it could be a prime time to grab your old console. Um, The bundles are 250-gig holiday bundle. The Xbox 360 250-gig holiday value bundle features two great games, according to them, Halo 4 and Tomb Raider. I can vouch for Tomb Raider. And a month of Xbox Live Gold for a limited time this holiday at $299.99. The 4-gig... Uh, holiday value bundle features uh, Connect Sports 2 and Connect Adventures. It also includes one month of Xbox Live for $299.99. Uh, and there's another 250 uh, Connect value bundle that features Connect Sports 2, Connect Adventures, and Forza Horizon. It also includes one month of Xbox Gold Live or Xbox Live Gold for $399.99. Of course, Microsoft claims that they'll be supporting the Xbox 360 for three years. Hopefully, they mean that. They claim that they have plans to ship over 100 new games for that console, and I hope they plan on keeping that. However, I'm sure I will get a PlayStation 4 when it comes out sometime this holiday season, but we shall see. Oh, it's happening. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's happening. It will be done. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's... I know there's so many people, like now especially, I know there's so many people that just have started making the commitment to the Xbox, I mean the PlayStation 3, because of the fact that the new one's coming out and the games are getting cheaper for the PS3, like the older games. And the PS3 is the dope system. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like, I don't... The Xbox 360 is cool too, I mean, if you're into it. You know, I just 
they're both fine. Like I, I, I honestly, if those two systems would have went a few le- years longer, I wouldn't even been surprised. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. Hmm. And, and when games like fu- games like fucking Destiny coming out, God, oh, wow. damn, that game looks sick, dude. <laughs> I know it's just it's I mean it's it's funny too because like when you get to this games like Destiny GTA 5 you get to and then the way Assassin's Creed's gonna look on the PS3 or the Xbox 360 you're still like oh my god they can still do these games and make them look so amazing and it's like do we really need to go to the next gen but there's so many people out there like once the 4 comes out what's gonna be the PS5 you know what's the Xbox 2 gonna look like yeah it's always the next, you know. It's, it's there. Enjoy the now. Yeah, people can't be satisfied with they have. Yeah, I have an eight-year-old computer that can do more than computers that are on the shelves right now. Mm. Think of that. When you're fucking, I need the newest shit. A lot of this new shit is is shittier than the old shit. Yeah. Especially with computers, like, cause they're all going all in one and all that dumb stuff, you know. Yeah. You got to pay attention, people. Knowledge is power. Um, so <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> we all know there is a price difference between the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four that leans in Sony's favor. While the Xbox One is four ninety nine, a full one hundred dollars above the PS4's price, it does include the new Connect de- Connect device, the Connect with every <laughs> console. Um, the PS, I was just trying to make it longer, I guess. Um, the PS4 at three ninety nine lacks the PlayStation I. Um, but that wasn't always the case. Originally, not only did the PS4 was the plan for plan to include the PlayStation I, but the price would have remained the same for the console. Sony says 3.99 is their magic price, quote, um, and they have always wanted the console to stay at that price point no matter what. According to a report from Business Spectator, it seems pressure from above caused the I to be removed. The PS4 is already losing $60 in profit with every console sold, which Sony plans to make up for with accessory sales taking out the playstation i from the package allowed them to save a bit of money sce ceo andrew house isn't too worried about the exclusion of the eye though and feels it isn't a make or break device for the console quote certainly for the earlier part of the life cycle the vast majority of the audience that we speak to tells us that their primary wish is for the full controller interface and there's not necessarily a huge emphasis being placed on camera interaction house said um sony has left the decision up to the consumer if they want a playstation i or not which is fine it's not a necessary device like the connect is to the xbox one and according to sony most consumers don't even want the thing so i find it funny that every time sony mentions what consumers said it's actually what consumers are saying (laughs) <laughs> and when Xbox says what consumers are saying, it isn't what consumers are saying. Yeah, I don't know. Like Sony, I don't know. Sony's always been a little more customer orientated than Microsoft has. I don't know what Microsoft considers consumers. You know, the people that make shit for them or actual consumers. Because I don't know of any consumer that goes around saying, you know what I really wanted? I really wanted more DRM on no, my shit. Didn't. 
<laughs> Get all serious. <laughs> don't you fucking lie to me. <laughs> I want more demons. No, you don't. <laughs> you are a worthless piece of shit, and you're lying. <laughs> It's like, God damn. It's like, dude, chill, this man. Mother, this motherfucker got real. Like, <laughs> I'm scared for my children, and they're not even here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think jumping into comic book news, unless you have something else to add. No, I think I've added enough. You've added enough. All right. Uh, when it was revealed that DC Comics would be re- uh, releasing a new comic series entitled Superman Unchained, not to be confused with Django Unchained, uh, which would coincide with the release of Man of Steel, we never, we were never given any indication that the series would be a limited run and that presumed that the series would be an ongoing title. Well, published... Uh, a couple of Saturdays ago in the Los Angeles Times in an interview with DC Entertainment co-publisher Jim Lee that the series would run for nine issues. While no comment has been made by DC otherwise, it would be logical to assume that his and writer Scott Snyder's involvement would be limited to the first nine issues. In the article, the LA Times described the series as a nine-issue series and made reference to the status of Batman Europa in which they made reference to being another nine-issue series. That project began um, – that's uh, – quote, unquote, quote, uh, that's a project I began a while back when I was living in Italy for a year, Lee quotes, <laughs> name dropper. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's still on deck. I've gotten sidetracked with other projects. I'm currently working on a nine-issue series, Superman Unchained, with a writer named Scott Snyder. When it was announced about a year ago at the New York Comic Con, there was no indication that the series would only run nine issues. We can expect some type of clarification from DC later, later um, as, a, as the story has time to linger. Uh, my take on this would be that they were only signed for the first nine issues and will hand over the reins to another creative team or story um, for another story arc. Uh, many comics seem to be doing that now, giving the story to broaden and take it into more of an anthology series as opposed to a fixed writing team. However, since it is DC, this allows them to create and leave instead of being fired later on. <laughs> I, oh, dude. I mean, seriously, though, like DC fires so many damn people. I know, and, and talented people. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's you like, or, or force them to do shit where they have to bail. It's just kind of, it's a little, it's a little sad. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. You're doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Oh, I fucked it up. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So the funny thing about this next article is I made a big fuck up. And Steve (gasps) caught it before anybody else did. I was, and I, and while you told me at the time, I was like, what? How the fuck did I do that? I remember now. I wrote this at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was exhausted. I write most of my articles around 4.30 in the morning, to be honest, but and I was exhausted. I was exhausted, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't sleep well. So I said that I was. this is an article about Fantastic Four um, being relaunched next year, and I said DC instead of Marvel. And uh, even though none of you knew that, I want to apologize because <laughs> that, that's retarded, and I shouldn't have said that. Um Anyway, it wasn't too long ago 
when it was announced that Matt Fraction uh, would be stepping away from the Fantastic Four series to focus on inhumanity. I love that word, inhumanity. inhumanity. <laughs> like, you have to get into that voice, too. Inhumanity. Well, you have to get in that voice because it's not a real word. Right. So you have to give it some, some like color or something like that. Um, <laughs> while this happens all the time in the world of comic books, I think that's what made me say DC. Yeah. I was talking about somebody leaving a comic book. Um Hey, it did leave <laughs> a lot of questions as to who would be picking up the storyline that he created. It seems Marvel is going to skip all that and just relaunch the series instead, which is easier, I guess. Writer James Robinson and artist Le- Leonard, um, <laughs> Leonard Kurt. I always want to say Leonardo. I know. Um, I keep uh, in your head. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and, and, the, and that dude who painted stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, that guy? <laughs> Not as important as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously. Yeah, fuck no, dude. Actually, my favorite painter, but I, I'm digressing from... Uh, <laughs> Leonard Kirk um, will be taking the reins of the Fantastic Four for a relaunch in February. The team will be t- taking the book uh, in a new creative direction, starting at issue number one. The story will start with the end of the Fantastic Four... And continue to explain how that came to be. Sounds interesting to say the least. That does sound interesting. Like, Fantastic Four is over. Now we're going to explain what led up to that. There you go. That sounds kind of dope. Like, I like when sto- like you know the ending and now you need to fill in. Like, I like that. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I'm happy about <laughs> this move. I'm happy about this move to relaunch as I felt the current Fantastic Four to be, well, boring. I don't know if you felt the same way, dude, but it was not doing it for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, you know, like when Jonathan Hickman did it, it got so involved and so caught up in that I almost kind of lost it a little bit. And then when I thought, oh, Fraction's taking it over, I'll do it. And then they went into the whole um, galaxy and interdimensional and all that stuff. I, it, yeah, it, it lost me kind of quick. Like Hickman, Hickman's a great writer too. Like I, I can't knock the guy, but sometimes he gets a little too almost preachy yeah and you just you don't like that's fine for certain books but like you're just like oh this is fantastic four dude i just want i just want to see bad guys get beaten up that's all i want to say i want to i want to see i want to see sue storm's you know silhouette you know it's it's the simple things yes a simple man with simple taste exactly um skate 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 Now, this is my personal opinion, of course, and doesn't reflect on the talent of Matt Fraction, but I thought they could be... But it does. Yeah. I thought they could be doing a whole lot more with these characters than what they were doing. It'll be interesting to see how the new storyline plays out. The only reason I added that part is because I like Matt Fraction. I think he is a talent, you know, and and I I just didn't think he was doing it. Doing it for me, anyway, for Fantastic Four. But I didn't want to be like, the fucking dude's trash, because he's not trash. Like, he's good, you know, but... I don't know. And I think a lot of it had to do with the the storyline that Hickman had created. It's like you can't follow it. It was too big. Yeah. You know, like it was just so fucking cerebral. Like you were like, Jesus Christ. This dude comes and is like, what the hell am I supposed to write? You know, so. Yeah. And then to fit it in the new, um, I, I don't know, was it phase two of the Marvel now? What they're going into, where everybody was going into space just so they can link up. You know, uh, in space. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and and uh, yeah. Nova and all that. I didn't think that was necessary. I, I really didn't think so. I mean, it works okay with Iron Man for a short time, but you need to bring him back. 
And um, and that's kind of where where I thought it needed to go. I thought when they went to space and the fucking B squad took over, I thought that was literally only going to be like three three issues, five at most, and they would come back. Like I was like, oh, this is a cool little quick thing, and then it just kept going. And I'm like, come on, dude, like <laughs> we get it. You know what I mean? It's almost if <laughs> it felt like going to the strip club on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. Right. You're getting the C squad, and no one wants to see them, and you feel kind of dirty afterwards. You know? <laughs> that might be that last bit might be exclusive to the strip club, but you know, right? Yolo. Right. Yolo. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> oh man! All right, making our way into technology news. Um, as we've been saying for a long time, many of the changes that players are going to are going to need to make for the next-gen consoles are old hat to them. However, if your first console was a PlayStation 3, then this may come as a shock to you. Basically, nothing you currently use for your PlayStation 3 will work for the upcoming PlayStation 4. Uh, Sony has confirmed that their own Pulse headset will require a patch, which will be released post-launch, so you can use that for anything, not just chat. However, all current-gen Bluetooth headsets will not be compatible with the upcoming PlayStation 4. Go figure. Although, Mm -hmm. if you have a USB-based headset, you will be able to use it post-patch. The PlayStation 4 bundle comes with a mono headset that many people know um, that the original, but many people know that the original headset will suck. Uh, the news comes after a similar com- um, similar compatibility issue arose with the Xbox One when Microsoft announced that the console will ex- um, will accept third-party headsets, but it will require an adapter due to their new proprietary data ports. Of course, damn Microsoft. Uh, this news is truly important for people that have only had the PlayStation 3 as their console, or even the Xbox 360. For use, um, for us old hats, uh, this is business as usual. No one has been able to use PlayStation 1 controllers with a PS2 and so on. Nintendo was the only one that allowed previously used controllers or released controllers uh, to be used with their Nintendo Wii. Ah, uh, those were the days. Dude, I loved the original Xbox controller before the redesign. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I did like too. I did too. Big ass controller. It reminded me of the um, the uh, Dreamcast controller, which was probably the greatest game controller ever created, <laughs> hands down. And that wasn't an opinion; that was a fucking fact. Hands down, my pants. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know, you're just offensive. Uh, of course. You know, and I'm just going to keep talking because I didn't have the article open and now I'm going to open it and now I can begin. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're in the age of Android powered consoles coming at us from every different direction. Uh, the Oya, as well as the Game Stick, only naming two, um, have been getting a lot of attention lately by providing a cheaper game, gaming alternative for the more casual crowd. Uh, gaming hardware company Mad Cats didn't want to be left out in the cold and has confirmed their previously announced Mojo, or M-O-J-O, uh, console is now available for pre-order. The $250 micro console comes equipped with a NVIDIA Tegra 4 T40S, 1.8 gigahertz processor, 16 gigs of internal storage, 2 gigs of RAM, Wi-Fi, BGN support, and will be running Android 4.2.2 Jellybean at launch. 
The console also features both USB 3.0 and 2.0 ports, a 3.5mm headphone jack, HDMI out, micro SD flash slot, and a 100 megabit Ethernet plug. It's funny how I can say all that technical shit fast, which is <laughs> normal English. I'm like, and then, um, fuck. $250 will get you not only the console itself, but a 5-inch five, a five HDMI cable, AC, AC adapter, obviously, and the controller Mad Cats is calling, and this is, this is cool, the CTRLR c- controller. Yeah. <laughs> Clever naming aside, Mad Cats is known for their controllers, so it shouldn't be a disappointant in that respect. Damn well, better not be. That's they make controllers all the time. Um, it seems like every time I check the news, a new Android-based console is coming out. While it's exciting to see new gaming technology, time will tell if this is just a new fad that's going to fade out or if it'll actually stick. Um, also, and we were talking about this before, if you have, just to let you know, if you have an Android phone with an HDMI out, you now have an Android micro console, um, add a Bluetooth controller, and have fun. Because it's exactly the same thing. So, mm. you know, if you got that. Doesn't that, like the S4, that has an HDMI out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, so good, you know, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I'm just yeah. trying to help. I know you are, and and that's what that's what makes you you. Mhm, 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 mhm. So as we do each and every week, we find a company, person, or entity that does something that simply simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks douchebag of the week. Um, this one here, Adam already told me he doesn't want to hear, because it just it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So and, I've obviously already heard it, but right. So. This comes from uh, today.com, and uh, Gail Fashingberg Cooper. Wow, you need a new name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Your mom did not like it. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Um, The forecast? Gross, with a slight chance of, did he really eat that? Some local news weathermen like to clown around while delivering the forecast, but Scott Hanley of WFSB-TV, the CBS station in Hartford, Connecticut, went too far on Wednesday. During a live newscast, Hanley scooped up what he thought was a handful of grape nuts cereal off the studio floor and popped it into his mouth, <gasps> only, only to learn too late that it wasn't cereal, but cat vomit. Oh, <gasps> uh. <laughs> They're a little soggy, said Hanley upon the first bite, as his fellow anchors looked on horrified, and they taste like shoes. Okay, first of all, nobody stopped him. Like, nobody said, don't eat that. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you'd be you picking, disgusted. You, you picking, picking random shit up. But he picking it off the floor? I mean, who does that? Yeah, exactly. He deserved it. Yeah. Slowly, it began to dawn on Hanley that no one around, um, no one was running or out pouring handfuls of grape notes on the studio floor, and he actually consumed something more troubling. I think that might be dog duty, Hanley um, announced. Wrong domestic animal, wrong er, end of the domestic animal. Hanley announced on air later that he discovered that the secret of the sickening substance... Those were not grape nuts that I ate, Hanley said. He, I kept finding more and more of it around the floor and thought it was grape nuts because it looked just like it. My cat threw up, and I must have stepped in it, and that's what I ate. As proof, Hanley held up his 
Kitty barf splattered shoe. It's disgusting, he said. I'm going to throw up. All right, I'm done. I'm not doing my story. I'm tired. Go to Irene O'Connell, the WFSB anchor. Hanley wasn't shy about sharing the news on about what he consumed. Even tweeting about it, fans were quick to join in on the fun. I think you need a breath mint or a catnap, tweeted one person. Even his own employer couldn't resist teasing Hanley and using this uh, strange dietary choice to coax viewers to watch. And there's a picture of him going, ah, and he says, if you haven't heard about what Scott Hanley did, watch FSNBC at uh, or at WFSB News at 5:40 to find out. Hashtag cat vomit. Two things I want to say. One, not only was it cat vomit, but he had been walking in it. Yeah. Two, you gotta kind of give him respect at the end because he didn't try to act like he didn't do anything. Right, right, right. Like he was like, you know what, I fucked up. Let's make it a joke. You know, that's <laughs> the only real, real thing you can do at that point is to is to <laughs> is to just acknowledge that you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh man, that was just wrong. I was like going, "Oh my god, that's just." <gasps> I know. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Just... Uh, <laughs> ten second rule, dude. Ten second rule. <laughs> Why you don't pick up? They should teach you not to pick shit up off the floor. First that's... of all, no, no grown ass man adheres to the ten second. That's a kid rule. <laughs> Something falls on depending the floor. On what, it. Depending on what it is, though. That's true, too. It's like an M&M or something. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'll pick that shit up. Yeah. Two-minute rule. 30-minute <laughs> <laughs> rule. <laughs> After I find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the site comments really quickly. Um, Savan's 1982 on my Superman Unchained running only nine issues. Uh, fingers crossed that it doesn't run be um, that it does run beyond nine issues. It's the only Superman comic I read. Love the characters, but the main title haven't exactly been awesome, uh, which Unchained has been so far. I suppose it depends on who picks up from Snyder and Lee. Very, very true because God knows I've seen so many great comics that have gone the way of the Dodo because great writers leave and then they're stuck with you know whoever. Case in point. Winter Soldier, um, Ed Brubaker. Mm. When he left, the title just went to complete crap. So we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed, yeah. yeah pay attention, DC. Mm-hmm. Crushing Superman. People are going to get real upset. Um, John Heats commented on my GTA 5 uh, coming to PC. So he said, <laughs> I've, been reading, I've been reading this for the past couple of days, and I keep seeing that people, people is talking like if this was an actual proved fact um that hurt my head <laughs> we we all know that it will come to pc sooner or later because it is the same old story yet no one should be announcing that gta 5 will come to pc like if it was a fact until rockstar games does an official announcement everything else everything else are just speculations and we shouldn't mis- mislead readers. So it's funny. His comment's funny because in the begin, the very first thing I said was, um, reports, reports are saying, like something like that. Like reports are saying that GTA Five will come to PC. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't say Rockstar is saying. Right. So basically, he just missed that point. But as I read that comment, I can kind of see how he might not have noticed my clever wording. <laughs> because 
I think I just forgot math <laughs> just from reading that. Yeah, I don't like I don't like to hate on people. I'm just joking around. But yeah, you have to pay attention. Like I don't have to put a fucking disc. I I never understood like you have an article on on a website and they say something like you know reports are saying or rumors say, but then they'll put like a disclaimer at the top saying this is not a fact. No, I'm not holding anyone's hand. Just read the fucking article. Right. If you don't know how to read, that's not my fault. Don't be on the internet. Go to YouTube if you don't know how to read. You know, like I, I, we don't handhold at the lazy geeks, right? No, just dick hold. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Or titty hold. Um, I know it, it's funny too how people. It's always when their comments are based, and it, it cracks me up too, is when they miss that one specific thing that you distinctly put in the very, very beginning. Uh, cracks me up. Ethiopia. Whatever. <laughs> Ethiopia catalog on my uh, Doctor Who episodes found in Ethiopia. Uh, I'm heading to Ethiopia in a few months and was con- um, convinced no one would know what Doctor Who is. This gives me the slight hope that there's someone in the country who will be able to keep me up to date. Um, I agree. I agree. There's always that one point, but this should be hope. That should give us hope in the world that like, oh, okay, there. You know, people have heard of Doctor Who there, and it does happen, so it's one of those little pieces that makes the world a better place. <laughs> and if you do that out in the streets, someone will know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the In the Ink comic podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook or add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word. You can follow me, at TLG, Stephen Vargas. You can follow Adam over there, at TLG, Adam Riley. The Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, peace out. Come on. Come on.